Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Writer's Way podcast. I'm here with Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Hi, thanks, Lori, for having me. I'm happy to be here. You're here on a really exciting day because this won't air today, but today is the first day of your Kickstarter campaign for your second book? My second, first Kickstarter second book. So the Kickstarter is very new to me. I self-funded the first one, which I was happy to do, but yeah, so I thought I would try Kickstarter and see how that worked out for me. And so you're taking time out today on a day that you're probably feeling stressed and nervous. And I am. You know what? That's the welcome to my life. That's the story of my life these days. <laughs> I'm just I'm this overall feeling of anxiety and stress. So <laughs> I'll make it through. But thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay. Okay. So why don't you share with some people, the, the people, your background? Like, are you one of these people who has always been a writer? Do you have journals full of writing or was it more inspired by a certain life event? It definitely was more inspired by a certain life event. I would say uh, my background, I do have a background in marketing and, and working with a creative team. So just being a more creative person, I would say, you know, that, that's kind of my area. I'm definitely a more creative versus being scientific. So I wouldn't say, um, or, you know, being an analyzer. So I wouldn't say um, that this is a huge stretch for me. But, um, cause I always, you know, I have the marketing background and, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm more creative. Um, the life event, um, you know, I did have triplets a few years ago and a special needs son who ultimately he ended up after a series of illnesses ended up passing away in 2016. Um, and today, Martin May 2nd is the third anniversary of his death. So I'm actually happy that I have things to focus on today. Um, but he was special needs. He had cerebral palsy and some other medical challenges, medical, medical things. And so, um, was very sick, passed away. And so I wanted, we started a foundation, which is one of the things that we did, the Ben Smiles Memorial Foundation. But then I also wanted to create the children's book with my character in a wheelchair. So my son's name was Benjamin. Um, you know, we have Ben Smiles Foundation and then Ben's Adventures is the name of my book. And so, the concept of my book is that it's about a little boy in a wheelchair and he loves life and has friends and has adventures. It shows everyone that you can have joy even though you have challenges. So oh, that, such... that, was, that was the premise of my book. And so I just <laughs> came up with the idea one day and I thought, darn it, let's just do a children's book. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. What a beautiful tribute. Thank you. I just think that's lovely. And I'm just going to move on because otherwise it'll be a, a I know. Fest. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, be a, be a puddle over here. So yeah, you especially. Okay. So I'll keep it together for both of us. I won't, but, um, so you had the idea all of a sudden I'm going to write a bed, uh, a bed book. And, um, how long did it take you? Would you say? I started thinking about it, let's see, because the first one published in spring, May of last year, so May 2018, and so I first started working on it, writing on it, I would say like August, September of 2017, um, and so for the first, you know, I probably, you know, wrote it two or three months or so, and then I actually, for the first book, in, book ended up working with a hybrid publisher to help with some of the creative 
Um, so they helped me along, you know, kind of that publishing path. Um, I've since broken with them. I'm fully, you know, a full indie author for the second book. Um, but they, you know, I was grateful to have them just to kind of lead me through, you know, lead me down that, that first path since I didn't really know, you know, how to proceed and, you know, what was involved and that type of thing. So certainly today I feel more educated and feel more experienced, you know, in the children's book world. Can you just explain um, what a hybrid hybrid publisher is and what they do? Because a lot of people listening, you know, are not at that point yet. Right. So a hybrid publisher, they basically you pay for creative. I mean, I think of it as you know their creative agency, and and I paid for creative. Um, they're you know you they have a contract. I actually was not under the publishing portion of the contract. I was just under the creative development. So they basically you know I provide the idea, provide the story. Um, you know, I pay them a creative fee. Basically, you're buying a book. I mean, similar as an indie author, you know, you're going to pay an editor, you're going to pay the illustrator, the book designer, you know, working with the hybrid, hybrid publisher in my experience was, you know, I buy the creative, they help edit it, they have the, they provide the illustrator, they put it together, they send it off to the printer. Um, so, so do you have, so, it, so it's similar, in my experience, it was similar to being, you know, an indie author, except now, I hired, I had to find the separate editor. I had to find the separate illustrator, you know, so instead of them handling kind of the whole creative piece of it, you know, now since I am fully on my own, you know, you have to do all of the steps. All the <laughs> so it, It's a lot of work for sure. So it was a positive experience for you working with it them? It was, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any complaints. I mean, I did, like I said, I did, you know, decide last summer to separate from them. Um, just some communication and service issues. And I thought, well, I could probably just do this completely on my own. <laughs> so, I mean, there are some, there are some benefits for being, you know, in control of, of everything. For um, sure. Which is why I, I decided to separate. But just, you know, from the creative aspect of it, it, it was very similar, you know, to just working with an illustrator and that type of thing. Gotcha. And they, and they took care of some of the stuff that a lot of writers don't really want to, or don't feel capable right. of when they're starting out. Right. There's yeah. a lot to, that goes into it. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so now the second book. So the first one got published. It was a little bit less than a year. Yep. And then, did you always want it to be a series? I did. Yeah. And I, I, you know, when I started thinking about it, I probably listed out about ten different scenarios or adventures that Ben can go on, and they're all like. They're all experiences based on, or all adventures based on our own, you know, experiences as a family. So, you know, because I wanted it to be about kind of his life, not just made-up stories, which I might get to the made-up stories, you know, once I run out of content <laughs> or yeah. run out of things for our own life. But, um, so the first book was about, you know, was about a, a, a dream of, you know, him going to the beach. And so I'm a beach girl. I grew up on the East Coast. We always took family vacations to the beach. And so... My kids, and I live outside of Chicago, so it's not an easy trek now to get to the beach, but um, my kids, even Ben, you know, he died when he was three, but he still had two, tr two different vacations to the beach. So for me, kind of that was a locale that, you know, was important for me and we had experience with. And, you know, there's a scene in that book where the kids are flying kites. My husband loves to fly kites and they pick up seashells and you know, kind of do all of those you know, beachy, beachy things that kids and families like to do. So, I mean, the first book was definitely inspired by, you know, our experiences. And then the second book is then, um, well, two things. So he was in pre, was able to be in preschool for a year. And so 
I really want, and he had a phenomenal experience. I mean, he was in an early early childhood program, and he had a, an IEP and you know individualized education plan, yeah. um, and he had therapy in school, and he had a you know a really strong team that just fully loved him and did everything they could for him. Um, and so I really wanted to honor his experience in school, and so I'm dedicating this book. And so, but the, the scenario for the book is. You know, he's at school with his triplet brother and sister, and then, you know, he had so much fun. He loves his class. He loves all of his friends. He loves his teacher. It's so much fun. He envisions it's a circus. And so, like, he kind of, you know, imagines it's, you know, a day at the circus. And so, and again, the circus, my husband, you know, loved the circus and <laughs> loved to take the kids to the circus. So I'm kind of like killing two birds with one stone yeah. here you know, with the, the, you know, um, honoring, the, you know, my son's educational team and then also you know that's like, cool like the so I know my husband when Ringling Brothers went under my husband was pretty sad about that we replaced it with Disney on ice so now oh well, there you go <laughs> so we, we, we have a kind of an annual Disney on ice event oh <laughs> that's so cute that he likes that so much mm -hmm. so in your experiences there there's there can't be that many books out there about kids in wheelchairs yeah, like, is there? No, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, you might come across a couple, um, but certainly not, you know, in the mainstream of just kids' books that, you know, you tend to see or the popular authors, the, you know, really well-known authors. Um, I think you see it more and more, uh, or, you, you know, you're starting to see it more and more, just the idea of inclusion and diversity and showing all types of kids and all types of people in children's books. Right. I mean, that's, that's so important and so you know, whether it's skin color or abilities or kids in wheelchairs or, you know, I saw, um, I was in Walmart the other day and saw a doll with an amputee, like a, had a oh. prosthetic leg. And I thought, wow, they're doing dolls now. You're like, but it's great that they're representing, you know, all types yeah. of kids and all types of disabilities or abilities, you know, can be represented. Cause I think that's important. I think that's so important. And that's so great that you've provided that resource. So other parents looking for, I want a book with a child like mine. Now they're going to have a whole series of them. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So that's part of it. And I also think it's important for kids that are, you know, typical kids that don't have disability or they aren't familiar with kids in wheelchairs. Maybe it becomes less scary or, you, you know, they start to, you know, if they see the visible disability more than they're more familiar with it, more familiar with it and less scared of it. Yes. So I think, you know, I, I think obviously like the niche market or the niche audience would be, you know, families with special needs. My hope is, you know, it can, that type of book can be accepted because I think that's just as important. Oh, absolutely. Like every teacher could use one in their classroom. Right. For sure. Yeah. The preschool teacher, well, the second book. Yeah. And in the school events, I mean, you know, I've, um, you know, this is, I've done, you know, I don't want to say tons, but I've been quite a, you know, quite a few school events and I've had typical kids, you know, raising their hand and saying, oh, you know, my cousin has epilepsy or, oh, you know, I know somebody in a wheelchair at church or, you know, so I think they're beginning, you know, kids are making the connection that, you know, that it's okay. There's people, I mean, it's, yeah. there's people, you know, they might have different abilities, but that doesn't mean, you know, they can't be a friend or they can't play or, you know, whatever. Mm. And that was, you know, that was my goal with the book. Fantastic. That sounds like an excellent resource. Um, so you started the Kickstarter today. Do we have any illustrations already for the second book or? We do. Yeah, it's currently being illustrated. I think she, I mean, the cover is done. She's worked through a few of the spreads. It's not fully done yet, but there are, you know, I've, I've shared some images and graphics on my Facebook page and it's on the Kickstarter. I've done a couple of videos. Uh, 
tease, you know, what the interior of the book is. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, she's done a really, you know, a really phenomenal job so far. Yeah. And when are you expecting it will be out? The end of May. Well, okay. So printed, I think the book will be done by the end of May. So my hope is that by the time the Kickstarter wraps up on June 1st, um, that, you know, I'll be able to share the ebook with folks because that was one of the, you know, every backer gets a free, it gets the complimentary ebook. So hopefully I'll be able to share the ebook. Now book with the book printing and all of that, I think it'll be, you know, August before I'm able to actually ship, ship books. Right. The printing and everything, you know, that takes a little bit of time (laughs) to get everything together. So my hope is, you know, end of July, early August, I'll be able to ship the books out. Okay. And how did you find your illustrator? Because the first time around the publisher found it. So this time... He did, yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is that I already had the developed character, and with the publisher, with their illustrator, you know, I went back and forth because it was based on my kid, you know, so I really wanted to love the illustrations, and I wanted them to, cap, you know, them to capture kind of his personality and his joy and his smile and his smile and his round face and his curly hair. You know, there are some things I really wanted the illustration to capture, so I really pushed them. And we spent quite a bit of time with it, you know, on it last year with the with the publisher. So going into this, you know, and since I broke with them, I no longer had access to the original illustrator. But I knew I wanted to maintain consistency and, you know, have the character be the Ben character that, you know, we have worked so hard on. And so one of the things that I asked folks to do, you know, I explained the situation to them. Um, and said, you know, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind just replicating or doing a quick sketch of Ben just so you can, you know, I can, I can see that you can do it and, you know, you can kind of match, you know, their style. Um, and I had a couple of people that said, no, you know, I don't want to do a free sketch. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's not really what I'm looking for, but <laughs> uh, like, you know, whatever. And so, but I probably had four or five people, illustrators that did. Um, and, you know, a couple were not quite the Ben you know, that, that I wanted and a couple I really were. And so I actually found her, I reached out to illustrators. I started following them on Instagram um, and a lot of the Facebook author groups that we're in. Um, I just started following pages and commenting and um, Instagram. I mean, Instagram is great because the illustrators are constantly posting their different, you know, whatever their styles are, the different things they're working on, all their work in progress. And so um, for any author that's starting the process, I would say if you don't have your illustrator yet, follow the hashtag KidLit Illustrator or okay. Children's Illustrator or Picture Book Illustrator, anything Illustrator, and then you know try to find um, you know someone that you know you like their style or maybe they have a variety of different things, um, you know, and they're not stuck to one style. Um, but I thought that was pretty helpful. I mean, you could get lost in Instagram just going through. I have. <laughs> I mean, so much. So I have. I covet them all. I'm like, how many books can I write at once, just so I can use? They're amazing. Yeah. So, you so I would say, if someone is first starting, if someone is first starting to search for an illustrator, start with Instagram as is kind of my first piece of advice. Just and click around and others? see who you like. You found yours on Instagram this time. Oh, um, no, she was actually, I don't rem- I may have, I follow her on Instagram. Um, I may have reached out to her in one of the groups. Okay. okay. And then yeah. Also- but I mean, but, and you can click on websites. They all have websites and web portfolios and, you yeah. know, yeah, but I probably researched, I probably just clicked through without even, um, 
you know, contacting anyone yet for a good two weeks, two to three weeks. Just, you know, and I have in Excel, I started a list of, you know, names and websites and who did I like and that type of thing. Okay, so how long does the process take this time? So the book's almost being, like, almost at completion as far as the creation of it. So yeah. was it faster than the last time? Um, I would say probably about the same time frame because last year it did publish, beginning of May, actually went with the publisher to Book Expo um, last year is when it officially released. So that was, a, that was an interesting, that was a fun experience. Um, but I would say, and I spent time this go around writing and I worked with a couple of different editors um, you know because I wanted to write more in rhyme and verse which is, is very very much a challenge so I spent a lot of time doing that um, you know going back and forth with with an editor um, with a poetry coach and just trying to get everything you know just so so I spent a lot of time on the writing piece of it a fair amount of time finding the illustrator interviewing you know chatting with people on the phone um, that type of thing and so Oh, good. Yeah, Where did you find a poetry coach? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, okay, I, I've been calling her a poetry coach, but an editor with, you know, expert level poetry knowledge. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I've been, call, I've been referring to it as a poetry coach. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a children's book editor, you know, with some poetry experience. Okay. Cool. Sorry, my dog was <laughs> I thought it was a kid. I've got puppies. I have um, one 10 month old. My dogs, I have a 10 month old and a five month old. Oh. But, uh, one likes to scratch at the door, so I just threw something at him. Yeah. So, yeah. Come here. No, 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 no. Come out if you want, because we can. I don't want, okay, one second. So let's talk a bit about bumps along the way. Has there been any big bumps that you want to share sort of how you handled them? Um, I don't know. I mean, let's go around, you know, where I'm controlling everything and handling the process myself. I don't know that I've had any major bumps. I mean, my one major bump last year was probably, you know, deciding I needed to leave my publisher, um, you know, because I didn't you know, once the creative was done and once, you know, the book was done and the book was at the printer, you know, I kind of felt like you're all of a sudden not their priority, you know, because it's like the creative is where they're making their money. You know, they're making a buck or two on the royalty side of things. And so it's like once, you know, you pay the creative contract and the book is done, there's less incentive for them to really, you know, kind of promote your books from publisher publisher standpoint. So I went back and forth with them for a couple of months and and I just thought well forget this like I would rather <laughs> I would rather do it all myself versus be mad at you know somebody else that I don't feel like I'm getting the service that um, so I think where you know where you hear a lot of opinions or you know discussions just about the hybrid publishing model I think I can absolutely see that but I think from my experience I decided to leave before I felt like it's, this is a bad relationship, you know, because I could kind of see it going in that direction. So I, li I personally say I like to approach it as I bought their creative, I bought a book, you know, and as an indie, indie author, you're going to buy a book from somewhere. I mean, unless you're an author, artist yourself, you're going to pay an illustrator to do it. You're going to pay an editor, whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, so I would say to answer your question, I would say, you know, 
leaving them and then really having to start from square one with Amazon and, you know, um, you know, I had to buy the ISBN. I mean, there's some things that I hadn't really, oh. you know, you have to kind of figure out because yeah. they had handled everything. Right. So a big learning curve, but maybe not necessarily bumpy, but just like, right, right. More of a learning curve, like kind of a, you know, process and any momentum kind of stopped for a second because I had to, you know, I had to find a printer to print my own books because again, another complaint I had with them was I had to use their printer, which was incredibly oh. expensive. So I thought, well, in my marketing background, I know I can get a cheaper rate from another printer. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, I, um, where are you printing from this time? What's that? Where are you printing from this time? I, for when I had to do a reprint last year, I used bang printing in Minnesota. Uh -huh. So I have not officially jumped over to the China, China market. I know a lot of authors do. Um, but no, I, you know, was happy with the quality of bang and their pricing seemed reasonable. Yeah. And I like that they will warehouse it for you if you get a lot. Yeah. You don't have to pay the shipping costs, which is a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. I haven't talked too much about on the podcast about sort of that option because I myself find it so overwhelming. It's right. one thing when you print on demand, you know, and, and you just sit back and you watch and yes, it sells sometimes and yes, it doesn't, but that's what yeah. your concern is. Your concern isn't shipping and warehousing and, right. well, and, and duties yeah. and well, and I still, you know, I don't have, I'm not printing thousands and thousands at a time like some of the other authors are. So my warehouse right now is my dining room. So, yeah. so luckily, you know, we don't, I mean, who uses a dining room anymore, right? Who so we, you know, so how of, many, how many do you print about at a time? Well, you know, I, I printed 1500. Okay. That's you know. a good amount of. Yeah, that's a good amount. It was like 56 boxes or something like that. I don't know. So it was, it was a pallet and a half or so so but I carry them one by one into my into my dining room into the corner they sit nicely and they store it's climate control so I don't have to worry about <laughs> so then are you going to the post office quite regularly I do yeah so Amazon um you know when you know they send purchase orders every Monday so typically Monday or Tuesday I'll, I'll box stuff up and make a trip to the post office yeah but again, with the volume that I'm doing, I'm not sending thousands at a time, you know, uh, maybe a couple hundred at a time here and there. Oh, well, that's so. good. Yeah. For anybody watching, if that's the route that you're going, you want to use the Amazon Advantage platform. So I think it's Amazon or advantage.amazon.com. I've talked mm -hmm. to some people lately who have um, been through Seller Central or Vendor Central, and that's not set up for booksellers you don't want to do that you want to do kdp or advantage exactly yep so any wise words of wisdom that you have learned along the way that you would like to share with somebody maybe just starting out i would say if it's a dream to have a children's book do it i mean anybody there you're capable of it um you know figure it out there's a wealth of knowledge online there's tons of different you know, groups, Facebook groups, Instagram resources. Um, I joined Twitter. That one, I don't, I don't personally think Twitter is incredibly useful, but that was one of the things that was suggested to me is I need to have some interaction on Twitter. So I don't know. 
poorly. I think I have about 600 followers. That seems like a lot. Well, but it's kind of discouraging because like one day I might have 600, 104, and then I go and log in and I have 599. And I thought, I haven't even said anything. How did I lose six followers? Like, what? So I'm not at the numbers where, you know, it matters if you lose a handful here or there, you know, because I notice. I notice. If I lose one follower, I notice. <laughs> oh well, from what I understand, in the next six weeks, Facebook is rolling out some big changes, and of course, they own Instagram, and they're going to put a lot less emphasis on followers, okay, and likes. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. That would be good. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> actually, I bookmarked an article. I saw something yesterday. I haven't read it though, but I think it's what you're talking about—the Facebook changes they have coming out. So yeah, yeah, they're rolling out some big changes. Okay, so let's just talk briefly about your Kickstarter because this podcast will air during about the middle, I think, of your Kickstarter. So where can people find you and what are their options to help you make this book a reality? So, um, well, it's on Kickstarter. So if you go to Kickstarter, it's just search for Ben's Adventures or, you know, search under my name, um, Elizabeth Gerlach, and it should pop up. It's the only, only one I have. Um, I do have a couple of early bird, early bird, um, packages going on that expire on Saturday, which obviously wouldn't, um, you know, make sense to, to <laughs> since we're airing in two weeks. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there, I have a couple of different options. There's a teacher packet option that includes like a, a tote bag and a set of classroom books and, and PDFs of activity packets and bookmarks and posters and those types of things. Oh. There's a buy three, get one option. If you want to get the new book plus my old, my old last year's beach book, you know, there's an option to kind of mix it, mix and match the book. Um, oh, that sounds great. An option, option to donate. So if you don't have anybody with kids, you know, picture book age kids, but still, mm-hmm want to support I would be most appreciative of that you can always do that and I'm donating books um, to Easter Seals which is where my son Benjamin received a lot of his therapy services so physical therapy occupational feeding therapy speech therapy all of that we were through Easter Seals um, here and uh, I mean I think I mean, obviously they're you know well known but um, in the Fox River Valley here where, where I live so I've made a, not made a deal, but I've offered to to donate uh, a, you know books to them uh, for all pre-ordered books that are donate or that are purchased during the Kickstarter in the month of May. So for every ten that are pre-ordered, I'm going to donate one to them. Oh, that's so lovely. That's incentive, you know, incentive for people to buy a book and know that it's going to a good cause. Or I can also, you know, there's an option to just make a donation. And if you wanted me to donate books to your church or your school, or if you had something specific, I'd be more than happy to do that, to do that as well. Oh, so lots of options for people that can support you and however works for them. Absolutely. Wonderful. And do you have a website or are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook, um, Ben's Adventures book, dot, or uh, yeah, on Facebook. And then um, for Ben Smiles, Ben Smiles Memorial Foundation, I have a Facebook page for them or for that as well. BenSmiles.org is the website. Okay. Or bens-adventures.com. Okay. Awesome. So I will include all those links so that people can find you in whatever way is best for them. And elizabethgerlock.com. I have have so many, every, I'm all over the place. Too many sites and too many pages (laughs) to keep track of. Hard to keep track of. And I'm on Instagram. So everybody, we all have pages on Instagram as well. So, okay. Okay. I'll share all those links. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking to me, especially on this busy day. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks yes. for having me. Okay. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out loririder.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.